Good morning, everybody. How you doing? This is Red here. Once again with my younger brother who just ruined the old tire intro to it because he opened his mouth and didn't take cue. The music was on, so that means we were live. So, how's everybody going this morning? So, again, we're going to do a new intro besides adding to the music, which I am really, every, every time I hear that particular song, it just makes me love it more. Again, check it out. It's called Rise of the King. It's right here on Podbean, um, at least for us to listen to. So uh, very, very cool. Again, it's a great song. I listened to so many of them because I wanted to get a really cool intro. I wanted to get something that was like, let's, you know, that actually hits it on the mark. And for me, this actually really does hit it on the mark. Um, but eventually we're going to start playing some, maybe some local guys, some bands that are trying to get out there that we like, that we enjoy and, uh, play them every now and then switch up the intro music. But for right now it's rise of the King. Uh, and I am definitely a giant fan. So Adam say hi. Hi. And actually on that note, I will be spending some time this weekend and recording some music with a local audio engineer. He's just getting into it. He needed some, uh, auditory fodder so and he knows i'm a guitarist you know i've got a couple songs that will be recording saturday so we might have our own very cool adam's gonna be with us for a little bit today and then he has to run out for a bit and unless we don't get any other calls and he has to come back hopefully we get more calls though so he could work and make money you just don't want to share the spotlight <laughs> Yes, he's a hundred percent right. Don't tell him. <laughs> of course, I will share the spotlight. <laughs> okay, so oh, I got clock in, don't I? <laughs> but it's been a lot of fun. Um, so again, we we're doing a different intro. We we're gonna pretty much talk about our day, talk about different things, talk about what stuff we're looking forward to. Me personally. Uh, as I was actually telling everybody yesterday about the whole uh, sheriff's department deal, I am going to start going to a school. It's called B-L-E-T or B-Let for short, though I don't like the sound of that for some reason. Uh, so B-L-E-T it is, um, which is for those of you that don't know, basic law enforcement training. Uh and it starts during the fall time. I'm getting ready to sign up. I'm just waiting for the school to call me back so I can finish stuff up. Uh, but I am super excited. I did two miles yesterday. I jogged one mile, which, well, yeah, definitely a slow jog time for definitely for me. So I need to work on it. Plus, I was jogging in the wrong shoes because my feet are still hurting. Um, so I went out and bought some jogging shoes and spent money uh, because, honestly, I had to. I just needed something that was going to help my feet out. <laughs> Hold on. Before you try to play that down like, oh, I just had the wrong shoes. These things are about three pounds a piece. Heavy steel, <laughs> like bulletproof, knife-proof shoe. These things are Tootsie armor. 
and this idiot thought it was a good idea to do two miles. How's so, it going, OJ? What's going on there, OJ? So that's what I got going on in my life right now. I'm going to be training every day, jogging every day. So I'm going to jog a mile every day, walk a mile every day. And then I'm going to switch things up a little bit. I'm going to jog a mile. And then I'm going to go back, put my working bag on, which is a good 50, 60 pounds. And I'm going to be running out with that. Um, so that's what my uh, time is going to start looking like. See, I like how people like they bounce in for a split second and they're out. Not not enough time to actually get to know what the show is really about. Um, hey, honestly, it's quite common. I mean, unless something catches the cuss uh, person, they're not going to stay in human psychology. And well, us humans are weird. And we're going to be going out actually. Well, not we, because Adam's not allowed out to do anything fun. So that's me for. <laughs> <laughs> so when i say we actually mean me and my girlfriend are going out we're going to go camping uh friday to sunday to uh you uh Uhari again um i'm going to actually try to check out a different area and she gets off at work i think like at 12 o'clock on um friday so right from where she leaves we're heading out and bringing uh -oh. the doggies with us Good morning, Mel. How you doing today? Hey, sweetheart. How you been? Um, so yeah, that's that's what my plans are, and of course we're gonna be working on stuff for the show, more stuff for the website. I'm actually, I know I've been saying this, I'm gonna be dropping some photos, and I think what I'm gonna do with the website, uh, I'm doing fantastic today. Uh, as I was saying yesterday, I'm, I'm training to be, become a deputy in the sheriff's department. I, I've made that decision. I'm 100% with that decision. I feel like a difference needs to be made out in this world and that, you know, some of good people need to step up to do something and not just watch it fall to hell. Um, so that's what I refuse to do. There's just too many things going on. There's uh, And the, the lieutenant that's in charge of the recruiting actually confirmed my beliefs that there's not a lot of people that are police officers anymore or trying to be in law enforcement at all. So it's a very hard thing now for them. So I'm going to do whatever I can to help out. It's going to take probably about a total of six months time because uh, I have to wait for the fall classes to start. Once the fall classes start, it's a four month full time uh, mm -hmm. training. We'll do be doing PT three days a week. Uh, which is why I'm starting to do my own training now to get back into <clears> shape because I'm definitely probably not out of, out of shape compared to a lot of people, but I'm out of shape compared to if I was to put myself in that scenario, like it, if I was to look at myself how I normally am. Hey, just for a little reference here, his concept of being in shape is – he can explode your head with his pecs. <laughs> How's the banana? Good. Good breakfast. Banana. Um, I'll stick to my coffee. But, yeah. So that's – and thank you very much, Mel. I appreciate that. So that's pretty much what my plan is. What's your What's your plan? Um, what you got going on? Anything fun, exciting? Yeah, just trying to keep – 
things held down. I am trying to, uh, I have had a long time aspiration to become law enforcement. You know this because of step up Tony. Um, I am going to see what I can do about it. I might have to get, um, uh, expungement clemency or something like that for that one. So basically he smacked somebody in the show that were a pair of wooden nunchucks. Uh, yeah. They now to clarify things a little bit, this person was trying to attack him when his back was turned. Adam just finished with training. That's why he had the nunchucks on him. And he did a quick spin, smacked the dude right on the back shoulder, and split him open like an apple. Um, closer to a lobster tail. He was like 74 stitches. Got him good. So he got himself into a little bit of trouble by doing that. Well, uh, but hopefully <laughs> he can get that taken care of. And he's been, like he said, wanting to be a police officer for a while or do something in law enforcement. Uh, so hopefully that could get taken care of as well yeah well it's, i think it's like 74 bucks to do self-expungement thing so that means all that gets completely removed <laughs> so speaking of running speaking of being you know a fugitive and you know trying to avoid the authorities are we talking about the sasquatch today because that man is the hide-and-seek champion of the world well we kind of are we were talking about uh i'm sure the listeners probably uh heard um finding bigfoot it had a a lot of seasons um and i I just i did watch it when it first came out i watched i want to say the first four seasons um but then you know as life normally does you just get busy and you're not able to watch it like i loved watching wwe wrestling I watched that once in a blue moon now. So, yeah. Uh, But I've always been into the cryptids, paranormal, aliens, UFO type of stuff. Um, So we got that. But, yeah. uh, So we've been watching Find the Bigfoot. There's there's like these – I think it's a good show. I I like a lot of the people on the show. Um. They have some weird techniques. I mean, I myself have been out in the field a lot of times. I, I've spent a lot of time out in the woods, a lot of times trying to, you know, find cryptids. Um, sometimes successful, sometimes not. But they have some crazy tactics. Some of them actually worked. Like, uh, hey man, redneck adage: if it looks stupid but it works, brilliant. It's country. <laughs> they use they use firecracker fireworks, right? Let off some fireworks in the middle of the in the middle of the forest. That sounds. They like got something's movie. attention. They definitely got something's attention. They actually got some coyotes' attention as well. Uh, so definitely uh, a cool show. I like how they do certain things. Some things I don't agree with, and also some things I, I think that they might have missed. Uh, like this season two that I started watching, there is one where they're up in New York and they're interviewing people. But I've noticed, I noticed one person in the crowd that looked like he had a story to tell. He didn't put his hand up or anything when he said, when they asked, you know, if anybody's ever had any encounters or, uh, any kind of experiences, his hand was down. 
But if you could read a person and you're good at reading people, you could tell if somebody's seen something and they want to tell, but they're kind of afraid to tell because they're afraid what everybody else is going to think of them. And that's the look he had on his face. It was this gentleman. He had a shaved head um, and he was sitting down, I think, like in the second or third row. And when they asked that, you could tell like he was debating with themselves. Should I put my hand up? Should I should I say well, what's on my mind? And that does happen a lot. I mean, you know, we were talking about police work. A lot of times people who witness a crime are afraid to speak up or those who were the victim of a crime are afraid to speak up because of what other people will think about it. And I'm sorry, it's stupid. You have to let these things out. Whether you see a crime or you see a Sasquatch, this information needs to be spread. Yeah, I mean, overall, it helps. It really does. I mean, some people, again, they they have it where they're just afraid to say something because whether it's a position, uh, you know, that they're in, uh, you know, career wise, or it's just that, you know, again, people are just some people are just worried about telling a story and being the weird one, which back if this was back in the 80s and 90s, I would definitely understand it a little bit more because um, it was a little bit different back then. And it's not that long ago either, but it still was way different. People were way more quieter. And if anybody ever said something about any of the cryptids, it didn't matter what kind, if it was Bigfoot, Sasquatch or not, or aliens or UFOs or ghosts. You got looked at a little bit on the funny side. Yeah, I, <clears throat> to a point, but I mean, back then, you know, 80s, 90s, I mean, even if you did say something goofy, you might be looked at like you're a kook. But nowadays, they're just grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Dan's now chasing a grasshopper around the house. Hey, that's good luck, man. Yeah, yeah, good luck. You know, but nowadays, man, I, I, I can understand it more because, heck, you, this whole cancel culture thing, man, they'll just oh, think yeah. about your freaking whole existence, even if you didn't do anything. I mean, did you hear about that one NASCAR driver? Damn that noise. Well, they, yeah, I mean, the cancer, I don't think the cancer culture really affects the paranormal and cryptid ufo alien world to be honest with you because hmm. they, that's those are in a world of its own and most of the people that they cancel cancer uh, cancel you should not cancer all right it did similar <laughs> cancel culture i got it wrong with the wrong c word <laughs> uh, i thought i was right to me i think it's a cancer culture because the, the people that think that what they're doing is right because they don't agree and uh, uh, i thought we said we were supposed to stay away from the politics that's not po that's not political i'm just that's just moral hmm. you don't have to agree with some some somebody all the time well agreed Shit, we don't. <laughs> and just because you don't have the same beliefs or you don't have, you know, the, the same morals doesn't mean that you have to be like, no, no, that's a bad person. Yeah, you got to cancel them. Cancel them out. 
I mean, come on, man. This is people's livelihoods that are getting messed with, and that's ridiculous. Because your feelings get hurt, don't watch the show. I mean, seriously, that's it's as easy as that. Or because uh, don't buy their products. Don't listen to the show. Just, you know. But anyway, you could tell, though, there's there's there was the one guy definitely had something to say. And I really wish I could hear his story. I really do, because I think it would be something very interesting. Uh, another thing, too, that they, they said with uh, there's this little girl. She was eight years old. She's she said uh, oh, the one that got lost. No, oh. that was a, a three or three or four year old kid. Uh, but that's was here in North story. Carolina, and this is here. This this what I'm talking about is still uh, part of the New York show, I believe. Uh, but in one of the shows, there's this little eight year old girl, right? She's was going outside to feed the dog. Has this cup, and she heard she heard some rustling around, and she heard a branch snap. So of course that gets her attention. She looks in the way of the noise, hmm. and when she looks, she sees a Sasquatch. Big Sasquatch, it looks at her, she looks at it, it yells, does like a little growl thing. She drops the food and runs inside. Smart kid. And as soon as she gets inside, she turns around, looks out the window to see if it's still there. It took off. Now, anybody knows anything about children, right? My my thing is there there is a comment that they were like oh well because it was a child you going you can only take it with a grain of salt I'm calling bullshit kids you, honesty, you talk to a drunk man or a kid yeah <laughs> kids will not only give you the honest truth at especially at that such a young age but kids will give you details because they remember every little detail about what they seen. Hey, Nadia. Nadia River Nymph. Cool name. So, how you doing this morning? So, my my issue was that is that they were like originally like, oh, we're not really taking the kids serious. Like, it, they that's kind of like they're like, well, because of the you know the kid, um, you know, being eight years old, and you could you know kids having imaginations and stuff like that. Yes, kids do have imaginations, but they also aren't going to sit there and lie and make something like that up. If they're scared, they're running back in and they're giving you the detail. You could bet that that's the truth. And even if the child does get it wrong, there's no doubt there was something that children don't get scared like that for absolutely no reason. There's yeah. got to be something that caused it. So to, to me, that was just that if you know any, again, the, the, they're the best. If you, if you talk to anybody, what's going on, Smokey? Thanks for joining. So if you talk to anybody, especially in like, well, you could even could be like detectives, right? When detectives talk to kids, kids give very good details, whether it's word for word what they heard, what they seen, and what happened. Great details. Now, if you listen to other shows, uh, say like Sasquatch Chronicles with Wes, he says the same thing. He He's talked to so many kids just over the phone uh, with, of course, permission by their parents. Of and uh, 
they give he'll say they give such amazing details it's crazy that from a little small all that they've seen that that whatever they see make like most of the time it's it's like sasquatch or like with it tapping on the glass and then trying to communicate telling the child to come outside um so yeah like to me i thought that was i'm like you know I like the show, but of course there's going to be flaws in it. Um, and then, you know, it has Cliff. Cliff is an awesome guy. You can see that he is super excited anything about – like anything that has to do with Sasquatch, super excited. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a fan of his. I'm also a fan of uh, Renee's. Uh, Reina? Reina? I'm probably jacking her name up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> And then Bobo, who's normally the stand-in Sasquatch. Legitly, anytime they need to do any kind of measurement, because he's such a he's a big tall guy. Wait, wasn't Bobo originally a clown? Bobo the clown. Yeah, it's not the same one. I'm not trying to make fun of these guys. There's, okay, no, I just uh, the, the the name was like, wait a minute, hold up. There's there's only one person I'm not specifically fond of in that show. And I don't have a legit problem. I've I've spoken out on Twitter against him just a couple times because we just see things differently. He sees things that Sasquatch are like these kind Care Bear type of creatures that wouldn't harm a hair on your head. I don't see it that way. I, again, look at history. History, again, when it comes to me, is evidence. So there's a history of them being violent. It's, I mean. They they could be. They very well could be terribly scared. This is the way I feel. I think when it comes to Sasquatch, right, they're very much like us. And I don't just mean walking on two feet. I mean how we're all different. Some people are good, kind, and nice. Some people are bad, evil, and, you know, don't care about others and only want to do harm. So I believe it's the same exact way with the Sasquatch. And I mean, also on top of that, any primate is going to have a sense of family. Correct? We don't know if, you know, because we clearly don't speak the same language and all primates have a way of signaling to each other what's going on. We don't know if we're sending out a threat signal to them. <laughs> You know, like, who knows? Like, maybe not crouching down could be the same thing. Like, a big old silverback going. That's <laughs> made all the dogs jump did So it is very hard to tell. There might be something that triggers them to go, oh, shit, it's one of them. Well, yeah. it's. But the thing is, too, like, they, they also – there's things that they could, they could do that we can't mimic. Like, they actually crawl, like – what we would call the army crawl, right? That's how we do. But they actually use their hands and their fingertips and toes to crawl almost like, almost legitly like if you ever seen the cartoons, old school cartoons. Like when like, Sylvester's uh, sneaking up on uh... Yes, like Sylvester or <laughs> even um, uh, the Flintstones where they're like, 
crawling on like not really crawling on all floors but they're using their fingertips and toes well this is apparently what sasquatch do and it makes them kind of look like a spider a lot of the times because of the way they do it so it freaks people out like almost immediately when they see something like that thank you very much for sharing the show we definitely appreciate that thank you um so it freaks them out immediately because they're like what the heck is that whether the thing is friendly or not you see something like that, you're like, what? <laughs> and again, it, it's their muscle mass is so crazy. So much. I don't even know if we can actually legitimately physically do that for a long period of time because our, our again, we're just built differently. I mean, I'm exceedingly small and I can hold my weight on my fingertips. But I've trained to do it. You've seen me. You've trained with me. And I'm only what a hundred. If I had like a couple of big burritos, I might weigh one forty-three. Might. <laughs> it's a big might. And I can hold my weight just in a push-up stance for forty-five, fifty seconds tops. And these things are holding up anywhere between four hundred to eight hundred pounds of muscle mass in their fingers. I mean, they got some big hands. Well, we've also, and of course, feet, which is where big we foot came from. Some of those guys can get up over a thousand pounds. Yeah, I mean uh, the big bull ones. Depending on the size and whatnot, but it's to me, it's just straight crazy how that happens. Like so, watching the show more and more. I mean, again, I don't have anything strictly against uh, Matt Moneymaker um, at all. And Adam's getting ready to head out now because he has to go to the job. But again, he'll probably, hopefully, he'll uh, not be back. And I only say that because he works for me. So the busier he is, I got to make boss man here money. So yeah. <laughs> um, but you can't go around saying, "Hey, man, these things are cuddly, lovely creatures." Because if somebody ever gets unlucky enough to Did come face to face with one of these things, and go to hug one of these things. I can't say that, that I just, I can't see it being a great outcome because you don't know what it's going to do. So I feel you just got to be super careful with stuff like this. Um, but still, of course he did. Like maybe the tools. Yeah, goes to work, forgets the tools. That's why I keep them here. But I mean, there's just a couple things that with the show I I, I don't fully I don't know if I it's, it's agree with, but I mean it's still a great show. And the passion again that these people have, like Bobo, man, ah, you you can tell he has passion, and. The same thing with Cliff. Cliff has hell of passion, um, and you could you could tell that he just likes, you know, doing this so much, trying to find Sasquatch, trying to find Bigfoot, that it's something like it's it's almost like that passion when you you first try something new, right? And you really love it, and you you kind of get addicted to it. Whether it's you know working out or, or reading a really good book, you're like I know when I read a really good book, I cannot put it down. I'm addicted. I'm sitting there reading it until you know it's either time for me to go to sleep 
or until the book is finished. Um, and that's the, that's the passion that you could tell that he has. And to me, that's awesome because there's not a lot of people that have that kind of passion nowadays. So seeing him have that kind of passion is definitely cool. Uh, again, I, I think uh, what in the world is going on with this thing? Uh, I just there's some things that I agree with and some things I don't. And I don't have to agree with everything. I stop. I wish that I'm pretty sure the show is not on anymore. Um, but I wish they would do more seasons. I really do. It's just uh, for me, I think it's super cool um, to see that people are that passionate about stuff like this. And it's not just people that are just going around chasing, you know, uh, Sasquatch in the woods. It's somebody that's actually cares and, and wants to learn as much as possible and try to bring things to light. And that's the kind of passion that, you know, I enjoy uh, watching. And it's it's inspiring, too. Um, but uh, Cliff Brackman is who I'm talking about. And, and Cliff is uh, seems to be a very cool guy um, and just enjoys what he does. So. Uh, but yeah, I was pretty much what I'm doing is I'm watching it. It's uh, very, very cool uh, to watch. They try a bunch of different things. Uh, Bobo uh, tried um, not just the fireworks. The fireworks actually worked. Uh, it had coyotes going off. They heard a whoop as well. And I think there was a wood knock in the mix too in that episode. I'm, I'm trying to keep uh, track of it. But um it's definitely uh, something that's enjoyable without a doubt. Um, and how they go, uh, like James Bobo Fay, awesome dude. I've never met any of these people in person, but you could, again, to me, when you, you could tell when somebody actually enjoys what they do, that's what I like. I like seeing people that enjoy what they do and they're not being fake. Uh, I think the cool thing about Bobo is like uh, there's the one show where Cliff um, he uh, actually got a cast right. He casted a track, so he got a, a track of a Bigfoot and casted it. And oh, there's a new season of Finding Bigfoot. It says May 31st. I didn't even know that. All right, cool. Uh, so I'm actually gonna I'm gonna follow that myself. Um, but he walks up right they're when they're they're done with the Bobo. I think it was Bobo and Matt Moneymaker were out doing their thing, doing an investigation, and they came back and Cliff did this cast. And he shows the cast. The first thing that you know Bobo does, he he gives you know Cliff a big hug because he's so happy for him that he actually found one. And he was able to cast it right there and have a full cast you know, toes and all. And even Cliff said that was the best one that he had at that time. Um, it was just really cool because you could see the uh, Caramarty, uh, you could see the love for one another, you know, the, the respect that they have for each other. So, so for me, that's a very cool thing. You know, I'd be happy for some, somebody else and not be like, oh man, I wish that was me. Or be like, oh no, that's, I don't know, that doesn't really look like one, you know, trying to doubt it. It was like, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, but, uh, 
to me, um, again, my my one issue is that what I hear a lot on the show is that's definitely Sasquatch. That's definitely a Bigfoot. That's definitely a Sasquatch. That's definitely a Bigfoot. Um, you very rarely hear, ah, I don't know, you know, I, I, that could be a human or it could be a bear. Or it could be this or it could be that uh, on there. They're, they're, and their job is to, you know, of course, uh, to go out there and prove that Sasquatch is a legit thing. And of course they have, you know, a great cast on there, um, doing their job to, to try to get that done. But here's, here's my issue. You can't look at everything and say, yeah, that's definitely Sasquatch. Um, you can't. It doesn't, doesn't even make sense to do that. Because, I mean, you, you have... Uh, what in the world... I'm sorry. I'm trying to read this and talk at the same time. Apparently, multitasking this morning. Is, I didn't even drink my coffee yet. By the way, thank you, Adam, for making me that. Um, because they, they signed that pretty much to one person, all right? So in that one person, and I'm sorry if I mess up your name. I shouldn't, but uh, yeah, Renee. So Renee, Renee's job on the show is to be the skeptic. And, you know, that's what she, she, she does a great job. She, she comes from it from a scientific standpoint of things. And that's awesome. And I love how she challenges stuff. Love how she challenges stuff. Um, man, nobody says goodbye anymore. Unbelievable. But again, I love how she challenges stuff. I love how she brings things to what she brings to the table. And she brings her expertise to the table. And there's there's times where I definitely agree with her when she's looking when she's looking at us, some of these videos or or even pictures that you know are getting taken, and they're they're doing comp, you know they're reenacting them uh, to see you know if it lines up. Is it a possibility that this could be a human? Sometimes it you know the, with the videotape, there's not a possibility that that's a human doing that or even an animal. Uh, such as like, and when I say animal, I, I mainly mean like a bear or, or something like that that could be mistaken for a Sasquatch, right? But uh, Renee does an excellent job because she calls in this stuff out because she she's like the one that wants to be a believer in this kind of stuff, but also at the same time, she wants to make sure that it's a factual thing that she's believing in. She wants to make sure there's actual legit proof of what she's looking at. And she definitely breaks it down. I, I'm, I'm a fan of what she does. I think she does an awesome job at it. Oh, apparently I am boring today because people listen for two seconds and then split. So whatever, man. Uh, and my dog is my, my dog decided he was going to lay behind me. I'm sitting on my couch right now. He decides he's going to lay behind me and he kicking me like trying to kick me off the damn couch meanwhile this couch is big enough where he can lay somewhere else comfortably and not be right behind me like a knucklehead 
But anyway, uh, it's to me, I think Renee does a great job. I think she's a big part of that show. Um, and again, if she's actually uh, not on the show anymore, I don't know because I've only watched, I think it was the first four seasons. Um, and that's just because you know, I got unfortunately super busy uh, at the time. So I'm doing a lot of catching up. I'm actually start. I started from over again and I missed the North Carolina episode. So I'm, I'm actually, I paused it uh, so I could watch it. And that's all the way on season one, episode three. I ended up watching the first two and I fell, I was so tired. I fell asleep, I guess, right as it started. And then woke up right after it ended and i'm like oh man it's the one i want to see because it's in uari so i go because i go camping in uari that's where i do my investigative my investigative work at is, is uh in uari and it's to me it's awesome uh but it's also you know one of those things but yeah, I, I'm a I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, I, I think the the crew is great. I, I I do like Matt Moneymaker. I just don't agree with some of the standpoints, and I don't have to agree with everything. Just like he doesn't have to agree with everything that I say. Uh, Matt brings a lot of knowledge to the game, so don't get me wrong. My my only issue again is sometimes you just got to pull yourself back because I, I understand how exciting it is. Um, but I actually seen, I think it was this, was this episode? Because uh, I didn't see this episode, but I seen a review. So in the, at the end, they do like this thing where they, they talk to, uh, at the end of the season, they do it where they talk to all the people about the, you know, the season and what they liked, what they didn't like, any questions, they answer your questions. Um, but apparently Matt takes off, right? He sees this thing in, in infrared. Uh Definitely, I would have to say it would be like a Sasquatch, if not as a huge human being. Takes off running after it. Cannot put your life in danger, man. You can't go out after it by yourself. And as much as, you know, you you think that they're not uh, violent, do you really want to take that chance with yourself? Do you want to get yourself hurt? You know, especially if you, you got to think about this way, right? You're charging after it. Nice or not, it's not going to, you know, most of the times I don't know if you're going to, if you're trying to hurt it, you know. So if it goes into defensive mode, these boys don't play. If they, even a small hit from them hurts us. They're way bigger. They're way stronger than us. And that's factual. So just uh, I, I don't know if he's done it again because, uh, again, I'm all, I think I'm, I'm only on season two right now. Uh, I think I'm episode five on season two. Um, but you got to be careful out there, man. Uh, and you've been doing this for probably 30 some years now. And I, I think you're great at what you do. I think there's just some things you just got to be a little bit careful. Ain't nobody want to see you get hurt. You know what I'm saying? I think the, the sad thing is uh, that people overlook the history of, of, you know, Sasquatch. And don't think that's evidence. But for years, like with the panda, 
the panda was supposed to be non-existent. Somehow kept out of our eyes for years. None of us thought it was real. Even though other people have seen it, right? Other people seen the panda. But because we did not see it, we didn't believe it. What? There's a bear that's black and white and eats? <laughs> you, know, you know, it's like, oh, my goodness. And to me, it's not that's not a really ridiculous thing. That's it's not like it was like it's a black and white panda that speaks. Yeah, that might be a little crazy. But no, you know, it's it was to me, that's it's just crazy that that's uh, how things are going. So. I just, you know, I just believe that you got to be a little bit careful with some things, you know, you, you can't just rush into things, but you also have to use history. History is evidence. I'll say it all the time, every day, every single freaking podcast that I do, every episode, history is evidence. It's a fact. History is legit evidence. Because if you have a history of something, like the, with the Native Americans, Native Americans and the First Nations people have a history with Sasquatch. Some of them have fought Sasquatch for thousands of years. Some of them befriended Sasquatch for a thousand years. Some of them thought it was like a guardian or a friend. Or, and some of them just keep away from it because they don't fully know. But there's stories out there of Sasquatch taking, you know, females and kids. So, yeah, just get, to me, you just got to be careful. It's just one of those things. You, if there's no pure expert on them because nobody's ever seen it. Nobody has one, you know, in their basement or in their garage where they're sitting there studying saying, at least not that we know of. I mean. Is it possible the government or somebody higher, you know, uh, in a super secret area does? Yeah, and I, I could almost guarantee that's a fact that they do know a hell of a lot more than what they're sharing. And there's definitely somebody out there, some organization, whether it's government or not government, that have Sasquatch, have studied Sasquatch, and probably even has some live ones, not just the dead ones. So. I mean, there's there's this uh, there's this movie, um, and it's called the, I believe it's called The Man That Killed Hitler and Bigfoot. It's a really cool movie, but it also brings some kind of it kind of makes a little bit of sense and it makes you think about stuff. Uh but that's that's the whole fine and bigfoot thing right now because I'm only x you know x amount into it. Um, I've really 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 uh, liked the show. I've always been a fan of the show. Um, I do like X uh, Expedition Bigfoot. I think that's an amazing show. What they what they do is they took it to a whole new level, staying out there for thirty days and just not giving up. 30 days out there in the wilderness, not giving up. To me, that is amazing. I really hope that gets renewed for another season. And I, I mean, you should still be able to do it, even with everything going on in the world today with the COVID-19. Don't fly, drive. Drive there, meet up. Get tested, of course. Make sure you get tested. 
stay in, you know, separate from each other as much as possible, which in most of the time they're, they're pretty much on their own a lot of the times, or there's two together. So just, you know, two together, if you have to wear a mask, uh, but you're out there in the forest and nobody really too many people going back, going out there where they go. Um, so I really hope they do do that. Uh, Expedition Bigfoot's a great, great show. So uh, enough of that. Um, going to go to a little bit of the conspiracy theory, right? So I've been getting more and more into it. Actually, even Tony Merkel uh, with the Confessionals podcast, uh, he he does just such a great job, man. I, I like it. I love his podcast. I'm a just big fan of his podcast. The same with with uh, Sasquatch Chronicles. Um, Wes is just. Uh, he he pretty much made the platform right so the way he ends up interviewing people and he pretty much just lets them talk you know he'll ask a question every now and then just to try to clarify something um but that's it he does such a fantastic job and the same thing with tony merkel but uh tony um and i actually seen before tony merkel even said this i've seen a video and it's just about this i the name of the guy slips slips my mind, so I apologize. But it's this old KBG member, and I want to say, I believe it was actually in 1983. He he uh, did an interview here in the U.S. He ended up being uh, coming over um, and being, I believe, he became a U.S. citizen, uh, or he at least did an interview for us. So in this interview, he says how. There are people with a secret agenda. Sorry, my dog is having a nightmare, so I'm trying to rub his back, make him feel better. Even though he bit me in my hand last night on accident. But uh, there's a group of people out there that pretty much want to, I guess, have a new world order. They don't want us coming together. They don't want us uniting. They want us fighting each other. And they came up with a plan for right here in the U.S. to do that. And it's a, it works slow, super slow, but now it's coming into play, right? And the plan is that no matter what, you could, you could shove evidence in somebody's face, right? Legitly shove the evidence in their face, and they're not going to believe it. They're going to say it's a lie because they're so brainwashed now. And even though it was a slow brainwash technique that it's so brainwashed that they just don't, you know, the truth or not, it doesn't matter to them. What they know is what they know and they don't care about anything else. So what they got brainwashed with is what they got brainwashed with. They don't care about anything else. Uh, the same thing. So pretty much, and it, this is again back in up 1983. I'll I, I'll try to double check. It was actually um, it popped up somewhere, and I, I was watching the whole thing. I think it was on maybe YouTube, possibly. Uh, again, ex KBG member, and he says uh, to the T that all the stuff that's happening right now was going to happen. We'd be fighting amongst each other that there's going to be a company that a couple companies that join forces all together such as the news media 
come together and they're going to try to brainwash everybody and continue and continue and continue to do so until they achieve their objective. Their objective is us all fighting each other. And right now, their objective is winning. You know, they're, they're unfortunately achieving their goal. My issue, uh, my issue is this. Uh, the thing that I don't understand is how come everybody's not like that? And I'm happy for it. I'm happy that some of us can actually think for ourselves and we can kind of see what's going on. Um, but at the same time, it really makes you wonder. Is everything going on some big giant setup? If it is, it's getting perfectly achieved. I think they just had one flaw going on right now. I don't think anybody thought that Donald Trump would run for president. I didn't ever think that, that's for sure. I think one time on Oprah, he said he maybe might one day do it. And, but to me, everything that's going on is just straight nuts. You know, us fighting each other for no reason, us disliking each other for no reason. I remember growing up, man, it just didn't, it didn't matter. Uh, all this other, you know, people get their feelings hurt. It happens. I've had my feelings hurt. It happens. But you got to rub some dirt on it and move on. You can't keep on going back and forth and and, and doing stuff like that. It, to me, it's just crazy. But um, I'm actually hoping to get together with Max. Max is going to be on the show. And he's going to have some stories to share, uh, some cryptid stories to share. So I'm super excited about that. When am I coming back? What do you mean? Uh, well, I'm not getting off probably for another. Uh, I'll probably be on for another at least 45 minutes on here. But um, I'll, I'm podcasting for about 45 minutes straight. Uh, right now, what we do is. Pretty much, we have listeners. Any anybody that sh uh, anybody that has a story to tell, any like kind of experience, you know, whether it's a cryptid or paranormal or UFO alien type of deal, we like them to share their stories. So we let them call in and be guests on the show and share their stories. Um, I do plan on having some actually big name guests on the show as well, um, and they actually have you know podcast on. Uh, on Podbean as well, um, and I'm sure if you, if you're a fan uh, of this, I guarantee you know them. Uh, it's a oh my goodness from the the course the freaking oh it's a Bigfoot and Beyond. Uh, I, I want to try to get. I would love to try to get Cliff on here. I think, uh, but the person I'm trying to get in here, I'm sure if you're a fan of Bigfoot and uh, Cryptid, um, it's called Bigfoot Terror in the Woods. Now, he does a podcast, but he also has a couple books out. I think it's, I want to say seven or eight books out. Um, and he's he's actually a really cool guy. He goes on people's YouTube shows, 
on their podcast channels. And he talks and he uh, actually shares stories that people shared with him, um, which is what his books are really about. Um, and you could find his book anywhere on uh, Amazon. Um, also, there's six of the books out on the audio, which actually what I, I would really like to check out. I am going to buy one of his Amazon digital books um, and, and check that out. So I'm going to have some legit uh, guests on the shows also with my hopefully some listeners as well. We have one listener. His name's Max. He's a really cool guy. He was uh, he's from Australia. He's going to be hopefully calling in sometime this week and being a guest on a show. I'm trying to uh, email him and hopefully he'll get back to me because I haven't seen him um, back on yet. I, I messaged him and I haven't got anything back from him. So. Um, I'll actually email him back right now, see if there's uh see when he can get back on the show. So hopefully he can get on the show. And I think his stories sound like they're very, very cool. He has more than one story. So I don't know if we're going to maybe do two stories uh, while he's on the show and then break it down until if he wants to share all of them. And he might even end up being a co-host. He's a, he's a really cool guy. Got some cool stuff to share. So we have that also. Um, that is my plan. But I'll be on here for another probably 45 minutes or so. But if I get more people listening and more people listening and more people talking or more people call in. And if uh, Nadia, if you have a story that you would like to share, please feel free. Be my guest. Um, you could call in and share your story as well. Sorry, my voice, I can actually, my voice is starting to get a little bit on the, the rough side, it sounds like for some reason. <clears throat> Probably because it's a little dry, but I'm actually emailing Max right now and hopefully Max will get back to me and, uh, we'll be able to get him on the show and he could share some of his stories. That's my goal. I, I would like to get uh, Tony Merkel from the confessionals on here. Possibly. I love, 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 love to get Wes groomer on the show from Sasquatch Chronicles. I love his podcast between Tony's podcast and Wes's podcast is what made me want to do my own podcast. Um, because I've been doing uh, stuff with, uh, you know, cryptids and uh, the paranormal for a long time. Uh, I, I mainly, though, you know, investigate the cryptids. So uh, I would love to get uh, West and Tony on the show. That's what I'm hoping for, but we'll see. So what kind of, uh, what kind of cryptids do, do you like? Do you like, uh, See, I don't know why that's there we go. Um now are you into Sasquatch only or did, did you ever look into uh, like dogmen or uh the giants or uh yeah the lizard people? I mean there's so many of them, it's crazy. Um I even seen a video. Uh I don't know if you ever seen the show or heard of the show. It's called uh Paranormal Caught on Tape. There's this one uh, episode where they show a unicorn 
it's hard to debunk. I, I was trying hard. I want to see if I can find it on YouTube. Um, but yeah. And I'm sorry if I get quiet for a second. I'm trying to multitask. I'm doing very horrible, so I apologize. Hopefully Max gets on here. Apparently Max is known on here anyway. He seemed like a really cool guy. Um, definitely appreciated him listening, and he was uh, sharing something. What's up, Harry? How you doing? All right, Nadia, thank you. And uh, I'm going to try to uh, read some of your comments because I didn't get a chance to actually see it. Uh, there's definitely something. I feel the more connections, the better reception. I definitely believe. Hey, Harry, how's it going today? Sorry, I was just trying to read what uh, Natty was put down because I was sending out an email real quick to uh, this gentleman, uh, Max, who's going to be sharing a story that he's experienced through uh, a cryptid story. I think he even said he had a Sasquatch story. He's from Australia, uh, but a cool guy. So, Harry, uh, are you into the whole cryptid and paranormal aliens UFO type of deal? Awesome. Glad. So, uh, have you ever had any kind of experience yourself? Hmm. So, I don't know if you're if you're new. But if you if you've ever had any kind of experiences yourself and you would like to share, you could feel free call in. Oh, you live in England? I got some buddies that live in England. I got friends over in the UK. Uh, but um, I heard you had a uh, uh, hellhound. Um, I want to say it's like. Back in, I don't know about anything recent, but I heard there was a hellhound there that was like back in 19, I want to say like 50s, some, somewhere in the 1950s, uh, apparently running amok. I also heard about uh, werewolves as, as well, and I'm not just talking about that that movie, American Werewolf. Uh, was it American Werewolf in... in London, I think, something like that. But uh, so, what kind of what kind of cryptids do you have over there in England? Because I've I've only heard of a couple. I've heard of uh, apparently some big, like really big, cat-like uh, cryptids. Um, caps. Uh, I don't I don't know if you know Caps, but he's on here sometime. He's tell he tells me that there's like a lot of. Uh, I guess what would be called maybe a, a time lapse like experience is like pretty much um, he told me that uh, one of his friends <clears throat> was laying in bed one day when he woke up. He like they he seen like almost it looked like somebody from a completely different time period, like the medieval times. And it was for a short, yeah, you know, like maybe like two or three minutes 
but he can blatantly tell when he woke up that that's what it looked like, you know, outside the window. Um, and then of course, when he went outside, it wasn't like that, but, uh, I, I hear a, co- a couple stories like that, which is always very interesting, especially with anything considering like a, can any kind of time travel or time lapse or, uh, whatever they want to call it. <clears throat> so what about this, uh, big cat do you know because i've i've only heard a little bit about it i I don't think caps told me anything about it but i I have heard um also you do have uh reports of bigfoot i wasn't 100 percent sure of that that's that's very very cool i didn't know england had reports of bigfoot not that i'm surprised either though because uh i mean there's a lot, a lot of, uh, you know, forest over there as well. Just, just like here. But that's definitely very, very cool. So yeah, normally what we do is, uh, we talk about a certain subject. I was talking about, uh, finding Bigfoot, the TV series, uh, that's still on today. I didn't realize for some reason I thought it, somebody told me it got canceled. So I thought it got canceled. Um, but I just looked and apparently, uh, the next season's getting ready to st- or actually started already. And they're gone. I don't know, man. It must be my voice today. I could, I could hear it myself, but I didn't think it was that irritating. Oh, all right. So I'll share this real quick. Copy. Yeah, where's our Facebook at? How come I can't find it? And then I got my good friend talking today. Uh, for Bood, he's talking about anger management today. I'm going to be listening to his show. His show kicks off around 11.30 our time. Dude, I am super, super excited to uh, listen to the show. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be calling in too much about that, but I will definitely check it out. The guy's a great guy, one of the nicest guys I had the chance to talk to, especially on here. Um, he's from uh, Iran, um, and again, he's just an awesome dude, just awesome. So, pardon me a second. I know I'm pausing way more than I normally do, but I'm trying to do a couple of different things real quick uh, just to get it on there. Bam. There we go. All right. So bada bing, bada boom. Got that shared on there. I'm going to share it also on my lovely little Twitter. Might end up playing some music, man. Got to liven things up a little bit here. It's boring when there's nobody in the room. I'm trying to talk. uh, Talking to myself ain't all that fun. 
We are live right now from Saturday night. And there we go. All right. Yeah. So, um, you know what? That's I'm going to share some tunes. I'm going to jam out a little bit. Just kidding. So what we're going to do, and again, we've been talking about it, but me and Adam are going to set some time aside. We're going to do a special show for my nephew. My nephew wants us to do a show about haunted dolls. Um, so that's what we're going to do. Um, but what I'm going to do real quick. Biggity, biggity, bam. Yeah. Is. Wow. Read a story. Um, so first, I'm going to read a story about the dev. The dev is a cool, cool subject. Um, uh, was one of, them. one of the first true Iranian embassies to deliver a full-length pro. No. No. Uh, apparently, there's a rapper with that name as well. Uh, stories retold for us. And the army of Iran was wrapped in a tent blackness. The death caused it to rain stones and javelins. Okay. All right. It sounds like this is something that uh, definitely got to check out. So I'm going to read – what in the world? I guess this is from a book. Page 86. So I guess the Mezarin in, and in his heart was a heavy with care. He therefore sent a messenger onto the mountains where dwelt the white dead. All right, so that's what I'm going to read. This sounds kind of interesting to say the very least. Um, so that is what we're going to do. What is this about? Uh, it's been, it's been, uh, I don't know why I looked that up. But uh, my buddy Faboud, uh, Faboud um, actually hooked me up with some of this uh, really cool stuff to uh, check out. So I'm going to read you a little bit something on the dev. Not that anybody's here listening right now, but when you guys download the episode, you got something to listen to. Hopefully, y'all like it. <clears throat> Here we go. And again, this is from a book. So I don't know what book, uh, but I'm reading it to you. Uh, Mazandarin and his heart was heavy with care. He therefore sent a messenger onto the mountains where dwelt the white dev, who was powerful and strong. And he entreated him that he would come onto his. Uh, Soaker or Verlay, the land would perish under the feet of Iran. The white dev, when he heard the message, uprose like a, uprose like a mountain in his strength. And he said, let not the king of Mazdir, Ma, man, I said it right the first time and I apologize my, unfortunately, uh, Talking is a little bit of an issue uh, for me sometimes because of my accident. Uh, Mazadarian, be troubled for surely the host of Iran shall vanish at my approach. Then when the night was fallen, he spread a dark cloud, heavy and thick over the land, and no light could pierce it. Neither could fire be seen across its mist. 
and you would have said the world was steeped in pitch and the army of Iran was wrapped in a tent of blackness. Then the dev caused it to rain stones and javelins, and the Iranians could not behold their source, neither could they defend themselves or stand against the art of magic. And they wandered astray in their distress, and no man could find his fellow, and their hearts were arranged, uh, their hearts were angered against the Shao for this empire but when the morning was come and the glory was arisen upon the world they could not see it for the light of their eyes was gone out and chaos too was blinded and he wept sore and the whole army wept with him in their anguish and the shy cried in his distress o zal o my uh Olivia, wise and great, wherefore did I shut my ear unto the, my, the where? Sorry, wherefore did I shut my ear unto thy voice? And the army echoed his words in their hearts, but their lips were silent for boundless sorrow. Then the white devs spake unto K chaos with. A voice of thunder, and he said, O king, thou hast been struck like to a rotten trunk. On thine own head alone resteth this destruction, for thou hast attended unto Mesdrenian and entered the land after which thy heart desired. And he bade his legion guard the shy and all his army, and he withheld from the wine and the good cheer, and gave unto them enough for substance, for he desired not that they should die, but gloried in their uh, wretchedness. Then when he had done so, he sent tiding thereof unto the kingdom, uh, unto the king of Mazarin, and he bade the king take back the booty and rejoice in defeat, of Iran, and he counseled him that he suffer not chaos to perish, that he might learn to know good fortune from ill. And the white dev bade the king sing praises unto Araman, the mighty, who had just sent him unto his aid. And having spoken thus, he returned him unto his home in the mountains. But the king of Mazarin rejoiced in his spoils. Now, Chaos remained in the land after which he had a yearned and his heart was heavy with bitterness and the eyes of his soul were opened and he cried continuously, this fault is mine. And he cast about his spirit how he might release his host from the hands of the devs. But the devs guarded him straightly and he could send no message unto Iran. Howbeit it came about that a messenger escaped their borders and bore unto Zal a writing of K, chaos the affected, and K, chaos bowed himself in his spirit unto the dust before Zal, and he wrote to him all that was come about, and how that he and his hosts were blind and captive, and he poured his forth his poured forth his penance and said. I have sought what a foolish seek and found what they find, and thou wilt not grid thy lions to secure me. I perish indeed, 
When Zhao heard this message, he gnawed his hands in vexation. Then he called before him, Runstam, and said, The hour is come to saddle Rakus and to avenge the world with thy sword. As for me, I number 200 years and have no longer the strength to fight with devs. But thou art young and mighty. Cast about thee, therefore, thy leopard skin, and deliver Iran from bondage. And Rustam said, My sword is ready, and I will go hence as thou dost bid. Yet, O old, O my father, the mighty did not go forth of their own will to fight the powers of hell, neither doth one who is not weary of this world, go unto the mouth of a hungry lion. But if God be with me, I shall overcome the devs and gird our army anew with the sashes of might. And I pray that his blessing rest upon me. Then Zhao, when he heard these noble words, blessed his son and prayed that uh, Orsman too would give him his blessing. And he bestowed on him wise counsel and told him how he could <clears throat> come onto the land of Mazarin, and he said, two, leave, two roads lead onto this kingdom, and both are hard fought and fraught with danger. The one taken of Kekaos is the safest, but is long, and behoveth vengeance to be fleet. Choose therefore, I charge thee for the shorter road, though it be the bestest with uh, baleful things, and may Orsman return thee safe onto my arms. So that's a small part of it. It was really cool. Hey, how you doing, man? Good to see you. I was actually reading uh, something that you um, uh, kind of sent my way uh, when we, you're talking about the dev. It was very, very cool. Uh, Hello, Dan. How is it going? It's I'm I'm sorry actually I'm late I fell asleep you know it's 5 p.m. over here I uh, I actually meant to join the show I, I needed to get up at four I'm so sorry is everything okay oh everything's good everything's good um I was actually I just heard reading, you reading uh, Shahnameh yes 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 man it's uh you kind of pointed me in that direction and, and it was it's a little bit of, it's about the dev. So I figured that the audience, uh, when I publish it, would definitely like to hear this. Um, I thought it was really cool. I'm probably messing up some of the words more so now because my voice seems to be going some for some reason out of the blue. But uh, oh no, you you, you dude, did it, it perfectly. Is, uh, it is a beautiful uh, story. Uh, it really is. So um, yeah, I figured I'd just uh, read a little bit about it. Uh, on the air and uh when i publish it i hope people uh enjoy that um and then i'm also going to do the uh the the one particular one that you talked me told me about uh Akvan. um so i want to yeah. uh, do that uh next as soon as i find something that actually uh tells a, a decent story that i can find on here um because there's like little bits and pieces that i'm i'm seeing right now mm -hmm online <clears throat> and they actually have some stuff on youtube it looks like as well but uh well i'm i'm truly happy that uh you're interested in uh the old iranian legends 
So uh, I'm, I'm just happy to point you in a good direction. I'm going to read you some of it in Farsi, if you'd like, because, you know, it sounds different. Oh, definitely. Farsi. So I know you're not going to understand anything, so I'm just going to read three verses, okay? All so right. So that you can get a gist of what it sounds like. Okay, now, we should keep in mind that when you're reading Shahnameh, because it's an epic, you need to read it, like, in an epic way, okay? So uh, I remember that our teacher, literature teacher, back in, back in high school, used to read it like it was actually in the middle of the battle, and uh, he used to read it so beautiful. Actually, there is a kind of art here in Iran. We call it Shahnameh Khani, which means reading Shahnameh. Uh, and sometimes uh, every year there are some competitions for reading Shahnameh. Whoever reads it better uh, wins the prize. So I'm just going to go on and read it. It's actually the story of uh, Rostam's battle with the white div. Yes, that's what I was just like, reading. Yeah, I, I got it. Uh, that, it starts like this. Vazan jai tang baste kamar biyamat poraskino jang sar. چرخشندر آمد بران هفت کوه بران نر دیوان گشت گروه به نزدیکی غار بیبون رسید به گردن در اون لشکر دیو دید به اولاد گفت آنچه پرسیدمت همه بر راه راستی دیدمت کنون چون که رفتن آمد فراز مرا راه بن مای بکشای راز This is the way it sounds in Farsi Uh, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it, we call them uh, rhymes. You see, so uh, the, the 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 structure in which Shahnameh is written, because we have different structures for our poets, for our, our poetry, and um, the structure that Shahnameh is uh, written in. Uh, I actually forgot the name, um, but we call it Manzume, if I'm not mistaken. It says that at the end of each line, the words should rhyme. So, for example, the first verse has two, two lines. So, the, at the end of the first line, you can see the word Kamar, which means back. And at the end of the second line, you see the word Sar, which means head. Or, for example, the, the second verse, you have kuh, which is mountain, and guru, which means group. So, uh, that, that, is, that is the way it works. So, what did this story say? I mean, I, th I think that's just beautiful. Uh, I was actually going to uh, – I'm going to read one more line of – or not one more, one more uh, paragraph of that. Um just because I like it a lot. So I'm just going to read one more paragraph from it. Uh, when Rostim had drunk in the councils of his father, he seated him on Rakush, the fleet of foot. But when he would have departed, his mother came out before him and he said, uh, and she said, may great wailing that Rostim would go before the evil devs and she would have hindered him. But Rostim suffered her not. He comforted her with his voice and bade her be of good cheer. He showed her, <clears throat> he showed unto her how that he had not of his own choice chosen this adventure, 
He had bade her rest her hopes in God. And when he had done speaking, she let him depart. But the heart of, oh, son of a gun. Rubdube yearned after her son and her eyes with red, with weeping many days. And meanwhile, what is it? Rubade? Rudabe. It's Sam's wife, right? Rudabe. Yes. Rudabe. Yeah. In the meanwhile, the young hero of the world sped forth to do his duty onto the Shah. And Rakish caused the ground to vanish under his uh, under his feet. In the twelve hours was two day a two days journey accomplished. <clears throat> then when uh, Eve has fallen, Rustim what? Oh, ensnared a wild ass and made a fire and roasted it for his meal. And when he had done his when he had done, he released Rakish from the bonds of his saddle and prepared for himself a couch among the reeds. Neither was he afraid of wild beasts or of the devs. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for looking into it, Dan. Oh, thank you for sharing, man. I'm, I'm actually going to, uh, even after the show, I'm going to uh, read some more into it just because it's uh, very fascinating to me. I, I love stuff like that. So uh, I'm going to continue reading it. And that's page. Uh, what page are we on? Page 89. So page 89. It, it, I guess it has around a thousand pages, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to read all a thousand, but I'm going to read as much as I can. Well, I, wanna, uh, I also want to check out the uh, the other one you were telling me about. Oh, I'm hoping I can find something good on the the, the Akvan. Akvan. Okay, let me let me see what I can find. Uh, I'm gonna actually translate what it says in Farsi because you can find better information about it in Farsi uh, than in English. So let me just tell you. Who he is. I'm reading from Wikipedia, if that's okay. If you have oh, yeah, that's fine. Which, okay, so uh, first it talks about the roots of the name. Uh, it says some researchers say that uh, the name of this div is actually Akuman, uh, which is in the old religion of Avesta. You know, because Iranians were originally not Muslims, they were, uh, in Farsi we call it Zartushti, I'm, I'm not sure what the English word is, and their prophet was named Avesta, uh, so it says that the name used to be Akuman, not Akvan, which actually means evil uh, will, evil idea, the, the meaning of the name means evil idea, evil thought. And uh, it is it resembles a div, which is uh, a source of evil thoughts and uh, uh, war, and it is against uh, the word Vahuman or Bahman, because they're opposites of each other. 
and it, it is a source of all wars and battles and uh, uh, conflicts and stuff like that. Uh, in Shahnameh, it looks like a wild ass, as you put it. The name of the animal in Farsi is Gurakhar, which is different from a donkey. It has a line on its back, you see? So uh, in Farsi, we have khar and Gurakhar. So khar is the donkey that you, you, you see everywhere. But Gurakhar, it has a line on its back, and people actually used to hunt it and eat it. Uh, it used to attack um, King Khosrow's uh, horse. Uh, horse. Uh, what, what do you call a group of animals? I forgot the word. Uh, I guess. Herd? It, it yeah, herd. Yep. Yeah, it used to attack King Khosrow's uh, horse herds, and Rostam uh, went to fought it. And, uh, you know, the name of Rostam's horse is Rash, okay? Uh, and every time he attacked him, the div would disappear. It would vanish. Uh, in this battle, Rostam gets tired, and uh, he goes to sleep next to a fountain, a, a kind of water spring. And uh, in that time... Akvan uh, sees the moment opportune and he rushes toward Rostam to attack him. Uh, and uh, he lifts him off the ground and keeps him in the air and tells him, uh, should I throw you into the sea or should I throw you into the mountains? Rostam knows that... Uh, when you ask a div to do something, they do the exact opposite. So he chooses the mountain because he actually wanted to be thrown in the, into the sea. And uh, when uh, he gets thrown into the sea, he swims to his... Uh, he, he swims out and he saves, he saves himself. Uh, and after that, he finds the div and he meets him in battle, uh, and in order to defeat him, he says God's name, uh, and uh, when he mentions God's name, the magic of the div does not work on him. Uh, yeah, that's the story of their fight. So you see, um, the name of God in ancient Farsi is Ahura. So uh, when, when you read Shahnameh, you, you see that, uh, okay, it is a book written by a man uh, who strongly believes in God and uh, also the characters in, in the book are either completely faithful to God or they're completely faithless. So, for example, the woman that you were naming, Rudabe, who is Rostam's wife, She's the daughter of a king, actually. And uh, the literal meaning of her name means water from the river. Rud means river. Abe means, or Ab means water. So Rudabe means water from the river. There is an opposite character in the book named Sudabe. Okay? 
and she is a uh, faithless woman. She actually, she's she's a, a stepmother to one of the beloved characters of this book. The, the name of that character is Siavash, which means uh, the person who owns a black horse. So Siavash is a very beautiful young man. And uh, Sudabe, this evil woman, she likes him. And she wants to sleep with him. But because uh, Siafash is a faithful man, he knows that it is wrong to sleep with a woman who is married, let alone to sleep with his uh, father's wife. So after Sudabe sees that uh, she cannot seduce Siafash, she goes to the king and she says that Siafash wanted to seduce me. So she lies and they build up a huge pile of fire and they say that, okay, we need to throw Siavash into the fire because he's committed this unforgivable scene. Now, since Siavash is completely innocent and he hasn't done anything, he gets thrown into the fire and comes out of the other end of the fire completely unharmed, which shows that, wants to show that if you are with God, you can go through all your problems and you can go even through hell and come out unharmed. That is what that story is saying. So, yeah, basically, that is the philosophy behind Sean. I mean, but all in all, it's a very beautiful book, beautiful stories. Even, it sounds even more beautiful if you read it in Farsi because of the rhymes. But even if not, it's still very interesting and educating it really is i mean it's it's definitely a uh a, a beautiful story uh, i've only read a couple pages of it but you can definitely tell i'm glad you liked it and i, I hope that my explanations were useful oh they were definitely were i'm glad lunar linda how you doing today thanks for joining so uh have you ever um, watched the show Finding Bigfoot? Um, I'm sorry, I couldn't make that out. Could you repeat that, please? Did you ever watch the show? It's called Finding Bigfoot. Finding Bigfoot. I once watched a documentary about Bigfoot, and they were actually looking for the Bigfoot that you were talking about in that in that uh, episode where. Actually, I was searching, you were searching, I found something that said the video was not real and we talked about it a little. So it was the only documentary that I watched about Bigfoot. And in that show, they use, you see those, have you seen those cameras that you tie, you stick them to the, to the, to the trees and they're sensitive to motion. So whenever you. Yes. Trail cameras. So they, yeah, they, what cameras? Uh, it's called a trail camera, mainly trail uh, cameras. Yes. Hunters mainly use them. Yeah. So actually they were a group of hunters looking for that Bigfoot in that certain area where the video was recorded. So they use those um, cameras, trail cameras, but yet they failed to capture a picture of uh, the Bigfoot. But even in the end, they could not conclude that Bigfoot did not exist. 
they could they just said that they just concluded that Bigfoot is really good at hiding himself and if he doesn't want to be seen he won't be seen yeah yeah well I was, I was watching there's this show and it's still on it's been on for a while now I I for some reason thought that they uh, they stopped um, that they stopped doing a show, but it's actually, it's still on there. But um, yeah, the Finding Bigfoot show, I was trying to do a little catching up. So I started back from season one again and I'm on season two now. And I was starting doing a little bit of a review and um, one tongue grill, man, be that good. <laughs> How can he? I don't know, but he's, uh, he's definitely uh, very good at hiding. He's, he's the best hide and seek player in the world without a doubt. Even when you see him, nobody believes you. Um, but they're there. I, I was talking about earlier. They were, they, uh, they have like different techniques, and I mean, some techniques I I've, honestly I've never seen ever before. Like there's one they they decided that they're gonna light off some fireworks in in the middle of the woods, uh, and let them go off to see if it stirred anything up or if because uh, apparently uh, Sasquatch is a, a very curious creature. Mm-hmm. So that that's what they believe. Like, so when we, when we go out camping, that's why a lot of, uh, when a lot of sightings, uh, end up taking place is when we're out camping or hunting or something like that, that they're curious about us and check us out. Um, and most of the time it's, it's almost like they could sneak up on us and they just let us know that they're there. Uh, you know, in the meanwhile, they scare the holy hell out of whoever <laughs> they're letting know that there's a uh, one story that I thought was absolutely just crazy to me. This guy is in a um, tree stand uh, mm-hmm. hunting with his bow and arrow yeah, yeah. and it's 20 feet in the air. Mm-hmm. And he said it's, it's probably roughly about five o'clock in the morning um, just before uh, the sun was about to fully hit. And he was just sitting there looking around just to see if it, any kind of traffic, any deer, anything like that pop up. And then he felt something grab his leg, like his, wow. his, his right foot, I think it was. And he jumps and looks like, looks down and jumps up and he sees this big giant Sasquatch Wow. And to be wow. 20 feet in the air and that thing being able to grab his rib, like, you know, his foot and sneak up on him like that, that's the best ninja ever. Like something so big to sneak up on you, you can't hear it coming. And it just grabs your foot to say, hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's maybe, a, maybe we're just joking. Uh, <laughs> a little scary because uh, uh and when he, you could tell he's telling a story you could you could actually hear in his voice the fear and it was like five years previously and you could still hear the fear in his voice when he was saying it. he goes oh, wow. he goes i don't know he goes i don't think it was there to hurt me because if it wanted to it could have could have definitely have killed me he goes he grabbed my leg 
he goes, I looked, looked down, I jumped up completely. He goes, I, I swear I had an out, out of body experience how fast I jumped up. He was, wow, wow. I came back down, I looked, it, it walked like 15 feet in front of me, looked at me, had its eyes on me the whole time, and then walks off just to say, hey, just let you know I'm here too. You know, watch where you're shooting. Jeez. And walks away. And I was just like, man, you know, 20 feet up in the air, you have this, it had to be monstrous, uh, 20 feet. Uh, I know the arms are like super long, but geez. So, so the, was, <laughs> the Sasquatch did not climb the tree. It was standing on the ground and touches. That's what he says. It was standing, but I know they have wow. super long arms, right? So I figured, I think the biggest Sasquatch that, as far as I know, I think that was ever seen was like a 15 foot Sasquatch. So the arm, uh, maybe less it was on its tippy toes, reached up and said, Hey, and grabbed it because their arms are longer than their legs. Yeah. So grabbed up. I mean, that's probably how it happened. But uh, he told me, you heard it. He, he didn't tell me. He, I, you heard on the podcast him tell the uh, guy that was doing the interview that uh, he ended up peeing himself. Jesus. Wow. That's not something I would have shared if it happened to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if I would have shared that either. But it's 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 crazy because I've I've heard a lot. Of, I've heard other encounters too. The same thing. Like people are like, oh man, I he goes, I didn't even know how to go to the bathroom. He goes, but let me tell you, I went, and I'm just like, wow, man. And you hear crazy stories of these things just being super sneaky and just. It's almost like they play a game with a game with you where they just they're trying to see how bad they can scare you. And then they walk away, probably laughing because they just scare the crap out of a human that thought that he was the, you know, the uh, the predator, the apex predator. And it really were not, at least not in the woods. Um, I'm sure that the Sasquatch must have gone back to his friends and said, Hey guys, you see, I just saw this human. I scared the daylights out of him. You should have seen him. That was so funny. Ha ha. And all the other Sasquatches <laughs> go laughing. Yeah, dude, tell us what happened. <laughs> what happened? Oh, man, he pooped his pants. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What? It's just, that's, it's crazy to me because you hear a lot of stories like that. I mean, you also hear other stories where, uh, people you know they just sneak up on people and they're just like oh okay and then you know people that hunted for years you know their entire life stop hunting after they have that uh scary encounter wow actually recently i was watching this anime its name is attack on titans and it's a really cool anime if you like you like animes dan maybe you like this one i do uh, like animes there's yeah, there are some monsters in it, and uh, one of them is actually in the shape of a Sasquatch. So it's really tall. It looks kind of like a monkey. It is brown, and its hands are super long. It, it, it uses its hands to throw boulders of stone at its enemies, like like catapult. Kind of works like that. Uh, so maybe you'll like that. And you see, because Sasquatch is kind of described to be like a monkey and i guess it's in the nature of a monkey 
to like to joke. I mean, you, you go to the zoo, you actually see them missing with the visitors, making faces, doing things. Maybe it's just their way of having fun. Scaring people is their way of having fun. It could be. I mean, I've, I used to work uh, for Six Flags Great Adventure when I was younger and uh, doing security there. And we would, we would see the baboons legitimately grab, grab their poop and throw it at people. <laughs> launch it at people like grab it and launch it at people that they didn't like it like it i'm happy they liked me and they never did it to me thank goodness but i've seen people that they did not like and they wow. would just throw it like one person got hit in the face with it oh ah. goodness <laughs> that is Another horrible person, man their, their their security uniform they had it they made it to the office I, I was actually inside the office and i'm doing paperwork and i'm like what is that smell what in the world and he, i look at uh this one officer his name was mike and i'm like is that you he goes to the baboons man he goes i need a new shirt and can i get another shirt i'm like you gotta go back to to, you got to go to the front gate. I said, we'll hook you up with another shirt. I said, yeah, you definitely got to get changed out of that. You can't be walking around <laughs> like that. <laughs> You're going to freak out some of the guests. Jesus. And he's like, oh, yeah. So they, they were famous, famous for that. I don't, I, I don't even want to come close to knowing, but that is so disgusting. Um, yeah, it is. But I've seen some crazy things. They, there was actually a kangaroo that got loose uh in six flags the one time and we have like a special team that handles any animals that go, gets loose like a, it's called they're the dart team and wow. that for some reason one of the uh the others that the um head ups thought i was on the dart team they're like oh come on you you going with us dan i'm like for what they're like oh the can we got that the kangaroo got loose somehow we got to get him back in I thought, aren't you on the dart team? I was like, no, I am not. And if I was, I still wouldn't be going. I said, I can only see. I said, what's your game plan for this? I'm like, well, we're, we're planning on circling around him. I'm like, you're planning on circling around him. That sounds like a great plan, and you're all going to have dart guns. I said, I'll be surprised if somebody doesn't get shot and knocked out by the dart gun. <laughs> They're like, oh, oh wow, you're right. They're like, well, we, no, we can't. We're not all going to shoot at the same time. I'm like, so though a couple of you are going to shoot. Well, yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not part of that. I said, that's that's a horrible <laughs> idea. And well, what would you do? I said, what I would do is try to corner it, where all of us are on one side and it's cornered, and then you shoot it once. Have somebody that has a good shot shoot it one time with the dart if you can't wrangle it in and have it come with you. And they just looked at me like they were dumbfounded. And I'm like, oh, good luck guys. I'm not part of this. <laughs> not going to have it. You probably saved their lives. Yeah. Well that they, they, I asked what happened afterwards. Cause my buddy was on the dart team. He came back he goes, you know what we did? I doesn't know what happened. He goes, we cornered it and we, he goes, end up taking a shot. He goes, pretty much what you said. I was like, yeah, the whole circle thing and people shooting <laughs> didn't sound like a great idea. I was like, it sounded like that, how somebody gets accidentally 
killed with a freaking tranquilizer dart. Yeah. Yeah, you could try to see if you could back it up in the cage, but it was far. It was too far out for the cage. Way too far out. I don't know how it got as far as it did. Thankfully, the park was closed. It was right before we opened up. So we kept it closed and didn't let anybody in. But oh, I can only imagine what would happen if the park was open. Oh, man. The, the, the guests would have been going insane. There's there a kangaroo even, trying to kill us. There's a kangaroo. Oh, my God. Run for your life. Kangaroo knocked somebody out, though, before it got taken out. So that's what happens. Really? <laughs> A, a guy thought he was a uh, kangaroo whisperer, apparently. He thought he, he had this special technique where he could get close and uh, have a listen. And, um, yeah, it didn't work out for him. He got knocked out yeah. cold. He found out the hard way. Oh, yes, he did. They, they apparently punch really hard. Oh, yeah. And they kick. Oh yeah, they kick even harder. So that's that's one of the major reasons I wasn't trying to have any parts of that. I ain't messing with a big animal like that. Sorry, I'm not trying to get hit. Definitely not trying to get shot with a tranquilizer dart either. We also got a call one time about a tiger. It wasn't one of ours either. No. Uh, a tiger getting loose. The, the cops called us and like, hey, do you guys have your uh, all your tigers? So we're in a panic because our office was right behind the tiger's cage. And then we're like, yeah, yeah why? Uh, I think so. <laughs> I hope like, so. Well, there's, a loose, <laughs> there's a loose tiger that's not too far away from these guys. It's, uh, so we're trying to figure out where, where it came from. And we don't know anybody else that has tigers. So I was like, uh, yeah, we'll go check right now. <laughs> so he went out, check, checked. And uh, my buddy went against the cage and he turned around and I was counting the tigers and the one tiger jumped against the cage and it, it very lucky the cage was there or my friend would not have been because he, he was getting ready to pounce on my buddy. And I watched my friend jump out like he probably jumped a good four feet in the air when that happened, scared the daylights out of him. So I laughed. I laughed really, really hard. I couldn't even help it. I just started laughing. I was like, are you laughing and asking if he's all right at the same time? Um, and I went back on the phone. I'm like, yeah, we got all of our tigers. And then they asked us for help uh, for this one. And we're, we sent some of our uh, other people to help them out. The, you know, the zoologist and whatnot went and gave them a hand. Uh, but there was this lady that had owned like four tigers Oh. In the same town that we had that, you know, that Six Flags was in and one got loose. I was like, how does that happen? Why is she even allowed to have tigers? Like what, in a what is wrong what? with somebody? They, that shouldn't be no dang pet. You like, I can't even imagine. Kind of reminds me of the road all of a sudden you got a tiger. Yes. Yeah. It was a Chill tiger, Jelly. How you doing? Thanks for joining. It was a bear cheeseburger. The name of the bear. Lucy, I'm home. Oh, look, Adam's back. Adam, hey. hey. Did one call. Oh, heck, I know that voice. 
How'd the How call are go? you, Adam? Not bad. Just getting back. Um, went well. Bad compressor. Uh, <laughs> she wasn't going to go for it. Yeah, I, I can't. She already had it in her refrigerator, so. And did you uh, did you make sure it was uh, definitely the compressor and not yes. the overload relay? Uh, I double checked that. That thing was clicking on, clicking off, beautifully. And that compressor was about 175 degrees. Yes, we are speaking of monsters. <laughs> I hear Mel is the female Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying it. Mel is a sweet, sweet person. So, uh, oh, thankfully, yeah. she's not on there to see that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention something uh, out of the <laughs> the topic very quick. Uh, Adam, yeah. did you download the song that I? Told Dan to tell you to download the one that you liked. Oh, the one that was on your podcast. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I didn't get a chance. If you could oh. type it in for me, I'll get it right now. Yeah, sure, no problem. The name of the artist is uh, Ludovico Enaudi. Is is just amazing. I'm sure you'll love his other works. The name of that work was Time Time Lapse. Yeah, we're talk we talk about all sorts of cryptids and whatnot. We were actually just talking about the uh the devs before time lapses. Oh, we lost both of them in one shot. Look at that. Bye everybody. <laughs> oh. Which is fine because that actually that's so far thirteen uh people in and out today. Wow. And it's only been an oh crap! I can't believe it's been an hour and forty. See, every time I talk to Fabud, it's like it, time just flies by. Every time I talk to him, makes Same it a here. lot easier. That's for sure. <laughs> so I don't, I don't mind that at all. I, I was telling my mom. I said, "Mom, I have this uh, American friend. His name is Dan, and when we talk to each other, I, I like wake up until three a.m. and." And she said, "Oh, is 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 he why you go to sleep so late?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that that that's the reason." <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Sorry, the reason. You, you can blame him. <laughs> it's his fault. Uh, I stay up late. Yeah. Oh, I, but she's I, super kind. She's like super kind. Uh, that's awesome. So yeah, it's it's the same here, Dan Adam. Uh, when I speak to you guys, it just feels um, I don't know. It's feel like I'm chilling with my homies yeah, like a, like friends yeah yeah definitely does yeah, we are so, yeah we definitely are right actually it's definitely been a uh awesome the awesome part of this podcast uh i keep missing especially making uh well that's because you're working normally busy working <laughs> hey that's a good thing i like making money it is definitely a good thing i'm actually gonna put some more money on the lead thing so we can get more leads i reminds me i gotta do a couple parts too which works really quick Oh, we'll get the parts done. I thought you told me the parts were done. I go, did all the parts, did you order all the parts? That what well, I, I asked them yesterday. Yep, all the parts are done, ordered. I'm like, okay. Right now, what does he just say? That reminds me, I got to get the parts done. Uh, the one you didn't have in the warehouse. Okay, my brain works sometimes, doesn't it? No. Okay. No, it does not. <laughs> so much to do. <laughs> so yeah what did i miss man what's been the topic of conversation well I, we were just talking of course i was talking about the uh finding bigfoot but then um uh for Bood, uh 
end up telling me what was it on like Monday, I think. Um, Monday was about, it? I guess it was Monday. Yeah, I think it was Monday about the dev. No, I didn't put that up. Yeah, just leave that for now. Okay. Um, but about the dev, so I started checking it out and looking into it. So I started reading this story, um, and I was reading it loud. And then, of course, he he ended up joining. Thankfully, I didn't even realize he was on until I switched back to to see because I was reading from the uh, laptop. Uh-huh. You gotta start pulling stuff up on your tablet. Yeah, might make things a tiny bit easier, but I got so much stuff on here right now. Uh, it's a little hard to do it like that. <laughs> See, what do you think? We're going to do uh, another podcast today since it's a bit slow. What do you mean? Are we going to do a longer podcast? Yeah. Uh, I don't care. Or like say maybe cut this one off so we don't go to the three-hour mark again. <laughs> well, we're only at an hour and 52 minutes, so Ooh, we don't need to cut off bus. Uh, he has his podcast uh, around 11.30 our time. Um, yeah, so it's going to be around in two hours. Uh, Actually. I'm talking with Dan. Hey, uh, Dan, I guess my mom wants to say hello. Mom's Dan. Say hello to Dan. Oh, she's a bitch. <laughs> say hello. <laughs> We're sorry we keep your son up so late. Yeah, she, she says hello. <laughs> Oh, tell her I said hi. Yeah, he, he says hi too, Mom. Thank you. She says thank you. <laughs> yeah. No. no. I'm just speaking with my friends. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Dan, how can I send you something from here? Uh, depends, uh, depends on what you have to send. Like mail, mail-wise? Oh, a book? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I just Thank found uh, a good translation of the Epic of the Kings and uh, looks cool. That actually sounds I guess there's a way we can communicate, can circle the sanctions. That's still possible. FedEx? Uh, I don't know. I, sh- I should talk to the post company here sure. first. Yeah, I'll talk to the post company. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. I think it will be a good keepsake. But uh, I, that definitely does sound really, really cool. Now, why can't I, I check out my live shows? <laughs> Don't ask me. Because I'm trying to publish the one that uh, I did yesterday because I forgot to. It was a short. It was a really short one. But Prabhu, do you like uh, classical music? I love classical music. I, actually, I didn't used to like it. It used to sound boring to me. But uh, you see, I, I started playing music from the age of 11. And, and before that, I used to say, I'm never going to play music. So at the age <laughs> of 11, I became interested in, in, in an Iranian instrument. I told Dan the other night, its name is Tombak. It's a kind of drum. It's made of wood. And then there is a piece of cow skin on it. You hit that part. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a musician myself. 
Kind really, of. Adam? What do you play? He's I, kind of one. He he plays around with the guitar every now and then. Guitar, keyboard, uh, and a <laughs> on a very and what? <laughs> I do play a third instrument called a melodica. Which is basically a Mel- oh, I love melodica. So cool. <laughs> you know that one? <laughs> yeah. We, we used to have one. I actually want to learn how to play the harmonica. I used to play it when we were younger. I used to play the drums when we were younger. But um, when I hear the harmonica, I just I, I just go to, uh, to to Alabama. I don't know Arizona. Just takes yeah. me to the Southern America. Yeah, very good music. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah. if you if you like the sound of the guitar, there's a uh, gentleman Bob called Sebastian. Sebastian. And he plays well, in a classical flamenco style. And it's mm-hmm. very easy to entirely lose yourself in that music. I'm sorry, can you say the name again? Parts, please. Um, give me a second. I'm going to put it into the chat. Because I, I guess I've, I've heard his music and I really liked it. If I, if I heard the right now, was that? Stas Tone? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. He's he's just a cool looking he's a, guitar I, player. Yeah, if you ever play D D, he kind of looks like a bard. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you know he has a song, uh I guess the name is Flight of the Golden Dragon or something. Yes. Internal flight. Uh, internal flight. Internal yeah. flight, yeah, internal flight. Um that is like, just uh, there's also another. He's a classic composer. And he was, uh, believe he was Austrian, but he went to Spain and fell in love with just the countryside and how beautiful it was. And he wrote like pretty much the first album. His name was Isaac Albanese, and his music on um, flamenco guitar is phenomenal. And uh, the kind of classical music I later became interested in was uh, European classical music because four years after I started playing tone back, I became interested in, in the piano. So I started playing the piano. And when I started playing it, it, little by little, I became interested in European music. So it's like, I really like Chopin, but somebody I like even more is called Rachmaninoff. Rachmaninoff? Oh, he... He's very popular, especially over here. Yeah, so he, he just when I listen to his music, because it's quite, uh, I mean, compared to people like Bach and Beethoven, uh, it is quite modern, so I really like his music. And uh, later I became interested in um, Japanese modern classic. Uh, like, have you, I'm sure you've played the games uh, Final Fantasy. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and... Nobu Yumatsu is uh, the composer. Uh, let me write it. Of the soundtracks of this game. And the way he plays the piano is just kind of drives me crazy. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, you got to love those musicians that can actually play their instrument, like instrument on a whole complete different level than anybody else. Like it just, you just kind of connect with it, like almost right away. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily need to be very complex. I mean, look at Stastone. 
yeah, sometimes he, he plays pieces like super fast, full of techniques. But most of the time, it's really not that difficult. And, and the beauty of it, just, just like the music of uh, Lodovico and Audi that I pointed out, the beauty of it is its simplicity. It's simple, yet very beautiful. And also, I mean, with musicians like him, there is something very unique because, yes, his fretting hand, you know, the left hand, it's, it's very simple chord progression, but that finger-picking pattern he does. Mm-hmm. If you watch, he is using all five fingers very carefully, very quickly. Exactly. Very complex pattern. Yeah. What are you doing? Have you seen uh, his, his performance? Are you sure that's the right one? I don't know where it is. It's on you. Like me, I love Jimi Hendrix, man. Jimi Hendrix, that sounds familiar. Jimi Hendrix with the guitar yeah, is just uh, awesome. <clears throat> Very popular rock guitarist. He did. Oh, uh, yeah, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. He's the one who played the uh, was it national anthem yeah. at Woodstock. Adam. Oh, so, do you, do you guys like Bob Dylan? Some of his music is pretty good. Yeah, I like some of his music. I like Elvis mm. Presley. I'm an Elvis Presley fan. <laughs> oh, Elvis. I like Elvis, too. King of rock and roll, man. A true great. 36. I actually have a face mask. The face mask that we have to wear now uh-huh. is an Elvis Presley face mask. Cool. <laughs> My mom uh, bought one for me. My girlfriend and herself. Oh, it's so nice of her. Oh yeah, it was. It was definitely. Uh, it was very cool. I I can't even say how much uh, I enjoyed it. But what are you, you doing? Take that? care that you change your mask every eight hours. Yes, or definitely clean them. Which yeah, I yeah, do. Or, I yes, clean them, and if them. I can't clean, I disinfect. Yeah. Because a lot of people like they, they continue wearing the same mask for a week, and that's just these are the, the right ones, right? Yeah, the old ones were thirty-two or six on the part number. Yeah, all right, good. These are right. That's right. All right. Yes, yes, yes. So what else? Dan, Adam, it's always a pleasure to be with you. Uh, I've got to go study for the show, and uh, Ooh, what's it going to be on? Anger management. It's going to be in two hours. Oh, what's it going to be on? Anger management, yeah. Oh, I could talk about that one. <laughs> no, yeah, he said wonderful. anger management. Being able to manage your anger? Yes. You're not good at that. <laughs> I'm not getting arrested <laughs> anymore. That's a good thing. <laughs> that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't mean hit Actually, somebody with nunchucks. He had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to, back, back when I was 20 years old, I really have problems controlling my anger. Probably it was because of the hormones. You know, I was just getting fully grown. And uh, I, I went to the doctor. And you see, the thing that bothered me the most was road rage. The people, the way that people drive just drove me crazy. That's so still I my issue. The doctor. Yeah, <laughs> it still is mine, but I don't get as angry as I used to. So I, I go to the doctor, and the guy is like my family. He... he he, he met me first when I was nine months old. 
So we feel really close. So I went and said, hey, doctor, see, whenever I'm driving, I feel like I want to take the guy out of the windshield and just keep punching him in the face until he throws up all of his teeth. And he just looked at me <laughs> stunned and he said, wow, didn't expect that. But you have to keep something in mind, Fireboat. And I was like, what is that? He, he said that uh, things don't usually turn out the way they happen in your head. So eventually the one throwing out the teeth might be you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that can't be true. So with his just, response, uh, I think he learned to drive in New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you've ever been there, like there, there's this one road, Route Nine. Mm. That could that road is absolutely insane. Route nine. Huh? Yeah, it's uh <laughs> Oh yeah, so the the road is horrible. Well, is it super crowded? Uh just very, very stupid. Oh <laughs> <laughs> like for some reason, I don't know what happens, but the second you turn onto that road, your IQ instantly drops thirty points. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> It, it it's amazing. You see, the f the first day I got my driving license and I was to sit behind the wheel. My dad said, "I have one word for you, one word of advice." I was like, "What is that?" He said, "When you're behind the wheel, pretend that there's a cow behind the wheel of every other car, other than yours." And I was like, "Why?" He said, "Because that way you don't expect them to act rationally or wisely. You just expect them to drive like cows." So that way you, you're more careful. And I kept that in mind. And uh, so far, I've had only two accidents. One of them, I drove into a light stand, light pole. And uh, that was because I wasn't looking, of course. I was turning and I saw this beautiful green car. And I was just looking at the car and turning. Suddenly, bam, the car stopped. And I saw that the light stand right in front of me. And the other one was at an intersection when I was driving too fast. The other guy was driving too fast. Couldn't hold the car and just bam. And when I hit the hit his car, he had uh, two children in it. One of them was like a, just a bit over a year old. And thankfully, the children were both okay. But that was like a wake-up call to me. I said, okay, what if something had happened to the children? And uh, after that, I became a good boy. Now I drive very slowly, very carefully, and I haven't had any more accidents. <laughs> so I guess that was kind of good. Yeah, yeah. my father, okay, so guys, what he taught me yes? was that the absolute most dangerous thing on the road is the other person. Absolutely. It just doesn't Absolutely. matter who it is. It could be your sister. Don't trust them. <laughs> Especially with sharp tools. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or vice grips. Vice grips. Ain't that right, Dan? Yeah, yeah. vice grips. Definitely not vice grips. <laughs> I believe you're talking you about Type that out. Vice grips? Yes. Ooh. Ooh, I, I cringe just. It didn't even happen to me, and I cringe thinking about it. Oh, did they ever fix the problem where you can't put in the? Uh... No, not yet. They still didn't even get back to me about that yet. Oh, jeez. 